give me a moment's peace and take out the trash. We pay taxes for people to come and take the garbage. Hey, listen, Greeny, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man, take a taxi when you want to go to the junkyard. Welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Joe, and me, Caleb, we usually go to the movies, but this time we're on our couch, not because it's the COVID sessions, but because this is our commentary. This is our 50th episode. We have done this. We have talked about 49 hot trash movies in one television show, <laughs> um, but we are instead of looking at a new release, turning to a movie that has shaped us greatly. And it's, how many years has it been out? Five? 2016, yeah. And it's five years of existence. Joe, what masterpiece of hot trash cinema are we watching today? David Ayer's Suicide Squad. All right, so this is a commentary track. So if you are watching along with us, make sure that you are at timestamp zero. This you is should... the theatrical cut. This yes. is the cut that is on HBO Max that is easily accessible. You should just be able to see the Warner Brothers logo, just barely. And uh, you think we're ready to get started, Joe? I think we're ready to just jump right into it. All righty. Let the trashiness begin. Three, two, one, go. You have subtitles on, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Turn it down just a little bit more. Oh, you were turning it up. We were on different. What does that R stand for? DC. Okay. (laughs) What does that R stand for? DC, of course. Well, no, no, the R, it looked like the Robin logo. That's why I asked. All right. First needle drop. (laughs) We're going to rank them. All right. So this is obviously number one so far, but House of the Rising Sun. Oh, man. So, um,. Will. Our boy. And my boy, Ike Barinholtz, star of uh, star of The Hunt. And Blockers. We didn't watch Blockers for the podcast, though. Oh, that's though. true. He's um, such a funny-looking man. What do you think that tastes like? Like dried bread. Like, probably just straight-up, like, uh, mold. Yeah. Like, when I made that... Uh, that spaghetti with bad turkey the other <laughs> night. That's probably what it tastes like. So, obviously, Will Smith is the big draw for this movie. How do you... Is he? I think so. He he was the biggest... For the, for the casual crowd. Yeah, he the was the biggest name at like, this time. Yeah. A character draw, it's obviously not Deadshot. But how do you feel like he does in this movie? Because we've talked like can, about Will Smith before. When it, go, when it goes on, but I like him a lot in this movie. Same. I, I, feel, I think he's like, you know, there's there's the Will Smithiness breaking through as normal, but I think he's doing a pretty good job. I'm not sure how much of it is just regular Will Smith charisma, because I always enjoy Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Or if it's he's actually bringing something to this role and, and good old Ayer is helping him out there with the direction, but... I think I think as we go through, I'm gonna try to point out some of the better moments of his, because obviously he is meme to death for his uh his title drops. Yes, of course. So we got, you know, everybody cast Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn way before she got announced. Was it this just because she could do the accent? 
I think it was they figured out she everybody saw Wolf of Wall Street, thought she was really hot, and saw the accent, and then they were like, "Wait, this could definitely work." Can I have? Can I confess something? You don't like her. I liked her. In I I I'll be honest. I like her individually in all her movies. I think she does a good job. I'm getting kind of tired of her though. I mean, they just don't know what to do with her nowadays. Yeah. I don't think this is a Margot Robbie problem. I think this is no one knows what to do with Harley anymore. Yeah. I don't want to make this just talking about the Suicide Squad, but I feel like Side Quest Central, her subplot was pretty um, hurt the hurt the project a lot, in my opinion. The film. What is going on here? She's being force fed. Oh, it's meal replacement. Yeah. Oh, I never got that. I it's, was like, what is going on? Why are they are they just like injecting this? It's like cotton candy in your blood. <laughs> it's pretty disturbing. Good line. Yeah. Um, okay, second needle drop. Actually, no, third, because we got one. Okay, we're not ranking them. They're way too many. <laughs> I I people harp on this for not being subtle, but I think if you look at relative to the rest of the needle drops in the movie, <laughs> it's kind of one of the more subtle ones. This is the funniest thing. The first extremely funny thing. Superman. Yo, remember. Remember Superman. <laughs> did, did this come out? This came out the same year as Batman v Superman. It was like, what, three yeah. months before or after? Yeah, it was, this was their summer release, or uh, their late summer release, and now we finally have our, I really do like the ugly aesthetic of this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, the garish colors and everything. I, I think, think it, it really works. well. Yeah. I, I really like it. We said we're not going to talk about the Suicide Squad. I do not like any of the promotional artwork and stuff for the Suicide Squad. Um, I mean, it works as a send-up to the kind of pulpy movies that's trying to... Oh, yeah, they're definitely getting the style. I just don't enjoy it. Yeah, I think this is a much weirder and unique style. Hey, David Harbour. Yeah, David Harbour... Did you know that... What else is David Harbour in? David Harbour has another very small role. No, it's... I think it's the fourth Indiana Jones movie. I think it's him and... The uh, the dad from the middle uh, are like the FBI agents who talk to uh, Indy at the beginning of the movie. But David Harbour pops up in a lot of weird roles. All right. This is where we walked into the theater. Yes. We came in late the first time we saw mm-hmm. this. And then we spent like the next hour after the movie trying, trying to find to out find mine. the first like 10 minutes. Um, Another needle drop. Just going to have to keep mentioning them. <laughs> Because they are egregious. One of the only times we'll see the full Deadshot outfit. Well, we have to see Will Smith's beautiful face. He's got a lovely beard going on. He looks good. Uh, he's aged well. I love this bang. Okay, anyone who's ever had a banking app, tell me how much of a pain it is and how often it actually updates in real time. I'll tell you right now. Oh, by it the ain't this fast. By the way, the t-shirt vendor um, named Bomba John Bomba is a plays a recurring character on The Good Place. I just <laughs> named Bomba John. Um, I don't know why they didn't rename his character, but this is a great short film introducing Deadshot. Could you have seen this like in, re- 
releasing like some of these as little short films before the movie. Yeah, no, honestly, and maybe this is going to be a insult to this movie. I could see this being like a, a very well-made high or a YouTube fan film with obviously without Will Smith. Yeah, no, I could too. Um, and I think, I think it works in that sense. I, I, like really, the, I really don't understand like what's going on here. <laughs> like he's escaping, obviously, but <laughs> it's like, uh, where are you, where are you going? <laughs> he's going down to the street where they are. I like him putting on the mask afterwards because it's like, oh, this is him hiding and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I'm Will Smith. Look at my hat. Yeah, he's doing his outfit. best Shaft <laughs> impression. Outfit, man. Uh, oh, I should. I guess I should uh, start my com- my meta commentary theory. So, if you'll oh, notice, <laughs> they are holding a bunch of bags. It's the holiday. Uh, with Santa Claus behind them. Uh, they're outside a department store. She's holding what looks to be an American girl doll. Sorry, a play doll. <laughs> uh, despite being a little too old for dolls, I would imagine. Um, this is all uh, the trappings of consumerism, which is going to be important as I explain why this movie is a masterpiece <laughs> as it is a meta-commentary on um, commercializing uh, the failure to commercialize nihilism. So it's important to notice that any idealistic scene in this movie is framed through a commercialist lens. We'll get to more of them later on. I'm so excited to finally explain my theory. (laughs) I've never heard this either. You can't do the entire movie like this though. No, it's, it's only Batman. (laughs) Where did I come from? (laughs) It's only when it comes up. He looks almost too normal here. Uh, Will Smith? No, uh, Ben Affleck. Like, I'd he, say... This is after, he's like clear... I, he wasn't ready for this. I don't think he has nearly as much weight on him as... I like her big uh, pom puffs oh, on yeah. her drawstrings. Yeah. He looks so, he looks so funny here. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just... because they're so normally lit, and usually he, Batman's in such a dark setting. It's just like... It's pretty normal lit, well, like night scene. And it's 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 generic girl who you would see on any city street. Mm-hmm. It's Will Smith, uh, international superstar, and then a full on Batman, <laughs> uh, and then two cops. Uh, now, does this scene go on a little bit too long? This setup scene, Joe? yes. I love it though. I really like that whole segment. And then I was like, oh, wait, we have so many more characters. Um, good design for Arkham. Legs. Super freak. Um, oh, boy. The, the most pretentious Joker? Yes. <laughs> Especially after we read um, Harleen recently for our other podcast, All New 52. Uh-huh. This is kind of painful to watch this. See, you see this stuff. And I, I generally like the Harleen stuff. She seems like such an idiot. And like, she just seems like a ditz in well, all these flashback scenes. Well, but there could be scenes right before this that like contextualize it better. Mm-hmm. This scene is one of the first things I remember from the... Trailer. Uh, trailer. Oh yeah, there's there's the guy in the Batman head. Yeah, and I just liked it. I liked the I liked the aesthetic of this scene a lot. Um, 
how this. Was I going. will give him this. He is doing something different. Got all this editing. He had to break away from Ledger's Joker. I'm just gonna hurt you. And even if it really, does, really, really bad. And even if it doesn't work for him, I think it works for the next guy. Like not Walking Phoenix because he wasn't. He was in his own thing. But whoever plays the Joker next is they will be compared to Jared Leto, not Heath Ledger. Mm -hmm. And that person should send like 18 thank you notes. Hi, Common. What's his name? Monster T? Something like that. I'm sure he's a real comic character. I I like Joker's uh, like main henchman in this too. When I first saw it, I kept getting him mixed up with Ike Barinholtz. (laughs) It was very confusing for me. Oh, that's the best tattoo. We were laughing. I laugh every... It's so stupid looking. Tatted up Joker, I think, does work. (laughs) You remember Joker from All-Star Batman, Robin, where he has the big dragon tattoo on his back? Oh. (laughs) But if they were going to do this, they should have just gotten Machine Gun Kelly. Fire in my loins. The itch in my crotch. Harley Quinn. Bang, bang, bang. This, so remember where I said the last uh, segment with Deadshot was like a really well done short film? Mm-hmm. This is not. <laughs> it's it's color corrected in urine. Um, and the editing. Hunka, hunka. The editing is all over the place in this scene. It is, for a long time, and actually probably still a good friend of mine, Julius, this is the only scene he had seen from the film solely because oh, people want to show how him, how bad the editing was. This isn't even the worst. No beef. No beef. This isn't even like the worst. I'd, I'd say the scene right before this in this, in the, in Arkham is way worse than it is. Cause it's just edits for the sake of like, Whoa, what's going on? I mean like the whole segment, but okay, yeah. Okay. Doesn't this guy look, <laughs> doesn't that guy look like Ike Barinholtz's older, more successful brother? Sure. He has a beard. He's white. Um, cool Batmobile. The, uh, I would say the, uh, the bat flick, had a lot of like good iconography to him, mm-hmm. like with the with the mansion and stuff. But just overall, obviously the characterization didn't stick the landing. Yeah, I I really liked him, and I was really bummed when he announced that he was not going to do any anything anymore. I I thought he could have been really good with enough, like more time and better. Better scripts and scripts stuff. And stuff. I, I really enjoyed him. Yeah, I think the biggest problem, and it's a big problem with, I mean, it was the same thing with Hugh Jackman, is like he just had to destroy his body to like actually be in the role, which is stupid because he's wearing like full body armor. Yeah. He's also old too. <laughs> he's, he's like way older than everybody else. I always like the slow punch of uh, Harley. It's so awkward. I like the... (laughs) (laughs) 
He's just like, ah, I don't really don't want to do this. Yeah, like I think he knows it's gonna happen too. I yeah, I think he understands the character well enough, but um, just never got the chance. Like you were oh, saying, my, okay, best character. <laughs> May he rest in peace, Captain Boomerang, Digger Harkness, which is a great name. Oh, it's, it's a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> So you read the you've read the Suicide Squad comics, uh-huh. some of them. Uh-huh. How do you feel about this portrayal? Oh, highly inaccurate. I don't care. <laughs> Captain Boomerang takes himself way too seriously. So for a version, hi Ezra. For, so for a version that like is just goofy, yeah, it works fine. He's not going to be the a central character in this because no one cares about Captain Boomerang. Yeah, I think he's one of the more interesting characters on the recurring cast, though. And I do... He's so lame compared to everybody. It's just Boomerang. Oh, yeah. But that's also, like, the original Suicide Squad run, they were killing people off, like, every other issue. Yeah, yeah, And the fact that he survived for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, This storyline, I remember being pretty good. We'll see how it it holds up. But I I remember liking this. I was thinking about him the other day. Unrelated to me thinking about getting ready for this. I was like, he was supposed to come back for the next one. Like, he was, like, on the cast list when they announced that they were, when Will Smith was on it, too. But, like, not too many of the stuff of the, like, casting changes changed in between movies. So, I'm like, I wonder if they just, like, forgot about him or didn't care to explain anything. Wasn't the biggest uh, actor, wasn't the like highlight of the movie for a lot of people, they probably just wanted to separate and they already had so many people. They had to cut the fat. Yeah. It's a shame. I'd like to see the actor Jay Hernandez, uh, in other things, but, um, killer croc, uh, terrible. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It looks cool. Very, very in line with the anime version. I love he's in Adidas sweatpants, but he's in the actor. The actor is pretty solid, but it's just, he's the most stereotypical black person, but he's a crocodile, which, Yeah, That's fine not he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, eyebrow model. Hey, she's vaguely attractive sometimes. I've never found her attractive. It, it depends. It really depends. But that's like, I guess that matters if you're a model, which mm-hmm. is what you were saying. Mm-hmm. But as an actress, no, has uh, awful, awful. brought down every single thing she's been in. Saw her first in Paper Towns, which she looks really. Weird. Her eyebrows are at a full. Uh, Full like eleven out of ten on that in that movie. Um, Why do you look like her already, Enchantress? But I would say she does kind of have a decent enough look as Enchantress, but that's not enough to. She does when she's creepy, spooky Enchantress like this. I think that's a great look. Do you think Enchantress is too powerful here? Uh, yeah, she's she's when it rebooted for the movies for Rebirth, the yeah. team Enchantress is on the team. And they they're all they're constantly having to find ways to like get her out of the situation because or just have her like not cooperate because she's it's too much. This is like a yeah. this is a team of B and C listers, and then you have like Enchantress is a B lister, but she's got the power of an A lister. Yeah, she's a B lister in her like domain, yeah. but like in the magic domain, like the first um, uh, New Fifty Two run of Justice League Dark is like she is the big threat, and they have to find a way to free Moon. Um, but it always felt weird to me that she was here. All right. 
who I think this, had the most noticeable reshoots. Uh, yes, his hair true. is constantly changing. He had a uh, Kate Mara from uh, Fan Four Stick uh, situations, <laughs> but I will say, I like him. I think he is a solid, like, kind of hardline military type actor, and I think he would work in kind of generic uh, action movies. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. Uh, you definitely, he's definitely him and uh, Jai. This was like a kind of a redemption movie for them almost where it's like, oh, they weren't awful in this. Yeah, because he was Robocop. He was Robocop. He was he was in a bunch of like those. I think he was kind of the reboot guy you kind of went to for a while, like with Jai. Yeah, he had a whole I'm looking now. He had a whole franchise called uh, Joe and Falk. And it's just super generic looking. Um, he was like the sidekick in them. Super generic looking action movies. But he did like eight of those and then RoboCop and then this. So not the best, uh, not the best career. Uh, you quit. <laughs> so we haven't talked at all about, uh, Man- uh Waller. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, good casting. She's nailing it right now. I remember the three names that kept popping up were Oprah, which no, no, God no, <laughs> uh, Viola Davis and Octavia Spencer. Um, uh, Octavia Spencer has kind of the comic accurate look down. Let me get a refresh on what Octavia Spencer looks like. Uh, but Viola Davis, I think, has all the power for the role. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like I like big. Bu- big Amanda Waller, like very imposing looking. Yeah. And, uh, like Viola Davis doesn't have it. His hair's different already. (laughs) Welcome back to hair watch. Also slipknot up in the background. Wonder why he didn't get an introduction. (laughs) This part's cool. This is cool. Yes, there's some really well thought out visuals in this movie. Like that. Uh, Follow Davis doesn't really have the Amanda Waller look that I prefer, but she's. Oh, I love this woman. I love this woman, Hail Mary. (laughs) Yeah, no, and I think she works in both this. I think she works in a more comedic role. Um, If the Suicide Squad was to continue, which I'm kind of. I don't care either way, I would want it to continue solely for her. And I would love to see her in like other movies beyond Suicide Squad, just being like the anti Nick Fury, like the, as Waller still. Yes, yes, as like the government agent who is like being a problem for everyone involved instead of being uh being an ally. We plan this out. <laughs> okay, you're gonna go to Tehran. Do you know where Tehran is? <laughs> I'm trying to think of an equivalent to what exactly this relationship is with, uh, I think, I think it's kind of Dr. Fadish. Uh, except Kent's usually pretty all right with Dr. Fate. Yeah. Depends on how much of a jerk Dr. Fate is. But being. 
characterized as. Yeah, but I think it's an interesting dynamic. It just reminds me of how in Young Justice, Dr. Fate, for some reason, is such a terrible person. <laughs> Where, like, usually in the comics, he'll let people out of the helmet. In this, he just never does. I need a body. Where is this landing? Also, can I just say, I get, I get having a maximum security prison. But if you're going to have Killer Croc in a in a prison, maybe put it out in, like, the desert or something where, like... This is, is like, why I didn't understand uh, the Suicide Squad when Bell Rev just randomly changed. And it's like, your daughter's going to Bell Rev, too. It's like, uh, I thought this was for superhero villains. Well, I think it's, like, maximum security. Um, kind of like how... Like, there's... I saw when the Suicide Squad was coming out some videos on like real life bell revs where it's like these are where like uh, terrorists and hitmen go and like ma- and like well <laughs> yeah but there are other ones too and like maximum escape artists but um, I think that's interesting and I think the premise of her being sent to bell rev could work in that world but it couldn't work here where it's just superheroes. Crocodile man. I forgot. We have not addressed this movie by its proper title. Oscar winning Suicide Suicide Squad. Squad. And you can see it on full display here. This is some Oscar winning makeup. Gotta love casual racism. Good old like. Yeah, I mean, it works for this character. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh no, this terrible green screen. (laughs) (laughs) Every, every superhero movie has at least one moment where I'm just kind of like, how did they, why did they do this with all their resources? (laughs) Why is this the visuals they have? (laughs) Also. Okay. It seems that he is in an airtight thing, so he doesn't have oxygen to make fire. He has to have air somehow. No. He is breathing. I always thought it was just like, he can't burn this thing from the inside out. I always thought it was like, keep him from oxygen. Well, he's... But, and he also <laughs> makes fire right here, too, so maybe... Yeah, that's why I think it's just, it's like a fireproof container. Bye. Um, But he could have a really good, like, career as a... uh like doing birthday parties or juggalo. Yeah. Stage shows, you know, <laughs> going to ICP shows. <laughs> All right. We get, we ready for Kanye too cool to be on the, uh, on the actual soundtrack, but cool enough Was to be he? in the movie. <laughs> Is, yeah. If you buy, I thought about buying the vinyl for this cause it's green and I'm like, and I do, I do really like this movie. Um, I'm sad that, my po- my full length poster of it was damaged in uh when my room flooded oh. um but yeah there are like two or three songs that are not on there and one of them is of course black skinhead now <laughs> <laughs> the lamest joke Delete, yeah, delete my browser history. 
Um, why though? Because like, does he have like a wife who would be concerned with that? Yeah, you would. You would think that uh... the logic of a of a one off joke. <laughs> I do. We're pretty. We're pretty. We're pretty good friends, you know. I would say that Ike and Will have good chemistry, but Will's just kind of standing there. I think Ike Baron Holtz is just really good at playing terrible people. I love that he sniffs. He's like, "There's that powder that I missed the smell of." Bang bang. Young Caleb, who was really into guns, or at least thought he was, because he knew the names of some guns would be really into this. When he played Call of Duty. Yeah. But not consistently, just whenever I was at someone's house. Wow, he is really good with guns. We knew he was the man that never misses, but I'll be darned, he is the man that never misses. His original incarnation was just a man in a tuxedo. (laughs) Very lame. God. God. I do like the hard cut out of the song. That's how this works. Yeah, screw Darnell. See, just stuff like this, it's not challenging. Will Smith isn't putting forward anything like brilliant, but he's he's like falling back on his comedy roots, and I think he's landing these were pretty bad jokes. Do you think Rick Flack has ever had this long of a conversation with a black man before? Just this joke makes no sense either. I'm talking to your boss. No, you weren't. You were staring at him the entire time. I don't know. It's a weird power move. There's only 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 so much you can do. Hair changed again, and he's looking real scraggly now. He does. He looks a lot better in the in the new movie. Um, well, it's because there's so many changes, like in these early shots. Yeah, where it's like like. Well, it looks like he's been drinking for like two days and they called him back and he's like, I was not prepared. His, his little, his little clips on his arm. Yeah. I got your girlfriend. That's another thing this movie does well is I really do feel like you are like you believe Amanda Waller would do anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know, like this is just a more broad. Oh wait, our boy's back. <laughs> and Be- my boy. It's, it's Inchman. Better better Ike Baron Holtz and uh and how can we combine Jared Leto and Joker? Joker. Joker Leto. What do you think all the laptops are showing? Do you think it's just for the aesthetic too? No, I think he's just playing the stock markets. <laughs> I think he's I think he's really into crypto. <laughs> he looks like the kind of guy who'd be really into crypto. I remember recreating this uh this shot. All the knives, <laughs> one hammer. He's got those baby clothes too. 
Oh, the baby clothes are weird. What could be disturbing? See, this was what confused me because it's a different henchman right here. And Ike Barinholtz has kind of changed his hairstyle. He doesn't have a hat on. Yeah. So I thought, like, I was just very confused for a while. Who, if this was the same guy. I guess he does have family. But then, of course, better Ike Barinholtz comes in and clears the whole thing up. Here's some Dallas. All right. How do you like gold tuxedo, Joker? None of these looks are good on him. Really makes the hair pop, though. <laughs> and his face. <laughs> I think this is the best of them. I could see this in, like... I forget the artist who's doing Batman right now, but I could see him drawing that. He was like, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> <laughs> you know it's so weird I love Jared Leto in this and it's because it's bad but even when I think he's bad in other things I despise seeing him in literally anything else is it because like so like him in a movie you haven't seen Blade Runner 2049 are, I hated seeing him in those trailers friend of the podcast Denise Villeneuve Described him walking onto set with his uh, his contact lenses that made him blind as seeing Jesus walk onto set. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you see him in a movie like The Little Things and you're like, oh, I bet the director really thought he was getting a good performance. Here there are no like questions. Everyone knows he's doing a bad job. I think including him, which is why he wanted to come back for the role so badly. Is that why you like it? It's because like, Oh, no one could possibly think that he's doing a good job. I don't know. Maybe it's like he's doing such a bad job that tricked me into thinking it's a good job. Maybe. Amanda Waller's room is a little bit of a mess. No, no real commentary. Multiple guns. Just kind of... Because she has one on her bedside, one on the uh, desk. And what is it? Like, she has an office in her bedroom. I think this is like a bunker. Ah. This poor guy. You're just going for drinks. You drink some smoke. Oh boy, time for some really, I hate these visuals. Uh. I would love to see this remade at least twice with the exact same script and if possible, the exact same cast. I think that'd be a really interesting experiment. Obviously something that would never happen, but it's financially viable too. I'd watch it. You'd have at least $10. Those darn phones. Yeah. 
This is another thing. I appreciate that they're trying to give Enchantress some motivation. There is none. Yeah, I just... I feel like... I don't know if it's How generic. How long was he standing there just looking around with his gun? <laughs> Three minutes and 48 seconds. <laughs> I don't know if it's generic or if it's just not executed well enough, but it's, um, it kind of just, I think bogs down the movie with too much detail. But, but you hot. <laughs> but I care so much about you, so much so that I'll forget about you in the next movie. <laughs> when does anything good ever happen in a subway in a movie? Oh man, now you have me. Uh, John Wick spared Common's life in John Wick 2. Now, yes, they did fight. And he did leave him stabbed and bleeding out on a bus, but he didn't kill him or a subway car. This guy, fine. All right, anybody else see the weird tentacle? No? Okay. I do love the balls of ball of humans. I. What's the line from Malignant? It's like he's eating the electricity. He's feeding the. Ah, <laughs> uh, Invincible really took from this scene. This doesn't look great. Uh-uh. But I kind of like the idea behind it. Good old Midway City. Not Central City. Midway. So at what point does the Chief of Staffs get called for a superhero? emergency like do you really think this is something where we need all of the all five of the four star generals assembled all the time they're on call man I'm not sure needle drop I like this I love he's so ready. It's like, I'm go- yeah. I got this. But also, like, he knows exactly how this is going to go down. Uh-huh. It's the exact same thing as when he shot... Um... Oh, and I guess that's also why they put Diablo in the tank. water in case yeah. he does start to flame on. But um, he just seems so... Like, he does not care anymore. Like, he has entered full nihilistic. Yeah. I'm not getting out of here. I'm just going to do anything to mess with Ike Barinholtz. <laughs> Location verified. What happens if it like wasn't? <laughs> the person would probably be paralyzed. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter has entered the scene. They must have had a really strong thing to break through his skin. Mm-hmm. I like how none of these cops, or cops, army people, 
are thinking about this at all. It's like, that's not sketchy. <laughs> all right, that's the last we see of Ike Ehrenholt. What happened to him? He's so screwed, apparently. Well, he uh, went on to film The Hunt, and he did die in that, so he is, in fact, screwed <laughs> in another movie by another studio. His henchman's always in a full suit, too. He's always... Oh, there's Batman. Yep. He's always dressed to impress. I was also a little confused what was going on here every time I see the movie. I guess this is the bomb guy, right? Yeah, I think so. Because they inject him with one of the bombs to make sure... I'm so confused what what is going on at so many points in this movie, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I kind of forgot that scene happened, so... Look at these, they're just getting obliterated! Yeah, I guess maybe this is... I just want to know what, like, the level of triage you need to call in the, uh, the four stars. My beard changed again. Me, Rick Flag. That's my superpower. <laughs> I have a different haircut every scene. That would be nice to see. And no one is surprised. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. <laughs> this movie is a mess in editing. Oh like, yeah. How did he? How did he end up here? He was in the subway like two seconds ago. I'm guessing this is like Grand Central. It's Midway City, so you would think it's kind of like the Midwest. Well, like the equivalent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's obviously not Grand Central. All right, the lesser Enchantress design. What's the worst part about it? Is it the headpiece? Uh, mm. I think it's the headpiece. No, I think it's the, um, no, it's just the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's all bad. The tattoos are pretty bad. Like they just kind of make the whole thing look less. Oh no, it's an iTunes visualizer. (laughs) Um, I think the, I think the tattoos make the whole thing look even more fake. Beam uh, in the sky. This kind of killed off the beam in the sky thing. It was one of the last ones to do it. There was definitely a couple more after it, I feel like. Well, I think there are a couple more that were filmed, like, before this or right after. Oh, I love that line. I thought this was contained! All right, we're about to get my favorite needle drop. A poor bachelorette. Shogun to Nashville. Uh, completely off topic from the movie. You hear that they are um, about to ban pedal taverns in, uh, or the number of pedal taverns oh, in downtown Nashville. Blessed be. Good times have come. Oh, I forgot we have this needle drop yes, before. Before, they, they got to suit up. Yeah. Speaking straight Australian. We're going to have subtitles. I'm actually going to know what he says. 
I feel like that's going to ruin it. Almost. Just close your eyes. I kind of want to know. <laughs> Everyone is unamused appropriately. Yes, including the audience. <laughs> There's a zipper right there, buddy. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> Completely unintelligible. <laughs> but, uh. Man who can climb everything. We didn't have uh, the budget for his montage, but trust me, you'll be impressed. This is such a drab color palette. Don't worry, it will change in a couple minutes. <laughs> and then again. Consistency, thy name is not Suicide <laughs> Squad. Triangles. Have you, do you know what the triangle is? Nope. Okay, here's my favorite needle drop. Yeah, my leather jacket. It's it's alligator skin, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a crocodile, though, so it's okay. All right, it's not it's not half cannibalism, even though he's not actually a crocodile. He just has a weird skin disease. I, I like how half of these people's um, outfits are just jackets, uh-huh. <laughs> like boomerangs. I love boomerangs. Like Diablo's epic superhero outfit. A wife beater and a varsity jacket. You don't need that mask. You're never going to put it on, Will. Everybody had a Halloween costume for two years. Oh, I still see them around occasionally. This is, I think, for everyone, the default Harley Quinn costume. That's a shame. Yeah. I like that his outfit right now, like, before it's all put together, it just looks like Under Armour stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's about to go, like, what's a what's a winter sport? Because it looks curling. thermal. Yeah, he's about to go curling with the boys. Pick up the hammer, Harley. Don't use it. Don't worry. You'll just have a dumb baseball bat. So I, I do, one of the characters I want to cosplay is Captain Boomerang and kind of a mix of his comic uh, outfit with this. this one. Like, keep the keep the beanie with this one and, like, the jacket, but still have, like, the ascot. Yeah. 
The voice of God. His hair changed again. That is his superpower. <laughs> okay, spoilers. She's there. Yeah. Why? Why? Like, when did when did they ever? Well, I'm guessing no, because you see that her place is in DC. Yeah, yeah it makes no sense. Yeah. I guess I guess she went there because of Incubus was there. I guess. Because why did Enchantress go there? Why did Enchantress just drop to one of the most obscure cities in Suicide Suicide Squad? Squad. Uh, Spawned all the memes. Uh, That's not the best line that's coming up. Oh, here's our girl. Here's our girl. Good actress. Good outfit. Uh, real shame that, uh, this is the movie she was in. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Endgame blatantly stole from this scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like horribly, which I'm sure this is stealing from some other movie, but. Good old Tatsu. This is Katana. She's, She's got, got my, my back. back. She can cut <laughs> you all in half <laughs> with one sword, sword stroke. stroke. Like mowing the lawn. I'd advise not getting killed by her. Her sword traps the souls of its victims. She's got my What your perfume? What is that? The stench of death? What kind of mission? I've gathered all these supervillains in this helicopter. I want you to kill them now. So, Katana. Weird choice for this movie. Yeah, member of the Outsiders. Um, how do you think she met Rick Flagg? That's a great question. Okay, you're you're sitting next to Harley Quinn. You see the Joker texting her. Do you just let that slide? We're the bad guys, remember? He's a bad guy, so he must be on our side. Joker kills the bad guys. So they take off the headphones to talk. That's not how helicopters work. No, the headphones are there to talk because it's so loud. Do you think Will Smith just refused to put on a headset? He keeps looking at the... uh, Joel Kinnaman keeps just like turning back to the screen. His hair. Look, it got shorter. Like, I'm so confused. Uh, now, I do want to reference, uh, bring back my uh, prevailing theory and reference uh, what Will Smith just said about the dark places. I just want to drop that in here because it is very important to emphasize that this theme of darkness and nihilism is a constant rethir- recurring theme in the movie. Um, so, who shot them down right there? Was it the Joker? No clue. Because it wasn't, it wasn't an incubus tentacle that came out. Uh, it was one of the forever purgers. <laughs> Honestly, details like this, why, why we need them. 
you know what they say, light or movies is life with the with the boring parts cut out. I prefer movies is life with everything cut out. Caleb, yeah, you may be watching the Suicide Squad, but I'm living it. <laughs> I'm not watching the Suicide Squad. I'm watching Squad. Suicide. I'm watching Suicide. This Squad. really is just Times Square. Yeah. Um, all these military guys, uh, just kind of fluff, just kind of uh, you know, bodies to kill. Kind of takes away from the specialness of the squad that you know they're around here. Slipknot, me, everybody's favorite. Now, I think this exchange actually happens in the comics. It's They're... a very boomerang thing. Yeah, like I think it happens well, in one of the originals. Character, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? What about that time where he uh, he throws a boomerang? He just did it. <laughs> He'll do it uh, exactly one more time this entire movie. He also didn't catch the boomerang. No, no, so, no, no, like, wait a second. There it is. Okay. <laughs> a man who can climb anything. Boop. Goodbye. I like how upset Waller is over Slipknot, of all people. He's the man who can climb anything. I really don't like this guy. (laughs) I always saw Jai Courtney boomerang as asexual. No, he's clearly sexual. (laughs) Now, what kind of sexuality he is, I don't know, but... This is a very, very uh, poorly delivered line from Will right here. <laughs> that is terrible. Huh. That That is probably the worst line delivery in the movie. <laughs> it's so bad. Caleb, what's your second favorite thing after Beam in the Sky? Like superhero trope? Yes. Oh, I don't know. Maybe a... Uh... Faceless hordes. Yeah, uh, I think that, that that's mine. Okay, what about what about hordes with heads and a bunch of little bumps on them? Man, this movie is perfect. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they are uh, faceless hordes who die automatically when their leader is killed. Mm, yes, the kill the gold one. <laughs> I do like his like main man, just the guy with the the. It's not even a snapback. He just has like those one size fits all hats on backwards. This and wait, is, isn't isn't that Colin Hanks? Is it? I want to say one of those Woody military from Toy people. Store, not from uh, Kingdom Hearts three. No, it's Scott Eastwood. Sorry, it's oh. Clint Eastwood's son, Scott Clinton Reeves. Eastwood. Oh, maybe he isn't, actually. Yeah, he is. Um, I knew he was some uh, celebrity's son. 
Some mild celebrity. Shink. How much trapping of the souls does this sword do this movie? Well, do these do these faceless blobs have so- yeah, souls? Yeah, or are they already dead? I I would assume they are already dead. Otherwise, you have they may be the bad guys, but the protagonists of the movie killing a bunch of just randos. Drink that monster. Look, guys, we got style. All right, kill off military people, please, so we can get to the actual characters. Hey, guys, I have this. Uh, it is a gun, so therefore a longer range <laughs> weapon. Let me just get right to melee range. I'm a crocodile man. I'm wondering, do we see him eating of these people? Because no. I, I don't think they would taste very good. I'm just going to walk back here. I'm going to walk towards the fire. It's my happy place. Um, I do think this is one of the downsides of the movie. One of the very few downsides of the movie. Such generic action for characters who have such distinctive... Like styles of act of he's not fighting. Throw the boomerang. He just uses it as a melee weapon. No, he only fi- throws it one more time when it's the weird drone boomerang. Oh yeah. There's a lot of egregious slow mo in this. I forgot about a lot of this. Like but that mean, reaction shot from Will. But I mean, do you agree? This is just like. You could do so much cool stuff with Cap throwing his boomerangs and Harley doing like acrobatic stuff and so it's just like brawling uh-huh. Bang. you don't see where the explosion actually went I assume it's behind croc there that, that's that's one of the problems with this scene when you talk about it's so generic you have no sense of where anything is going on oh he's about to do his hero pose this is one part I never got why it's supposed to look cool. Guys, he shot faster than we did. <laughs> Whoa. Well, yeah, and if it was clearer action, if there weren't a million bodies running at the screen, it could be clear. Well, and stuff got past him, too. Like, there yeah. was clearly guys that just ran straight past him. But it's just, like, make it so him actually being able to not miss a shot is impressive. Which probably it would be helpful if you didn't have a million other people firing guns. Wait a minute. He's not that bad of a guy. He just kills people for money, which as a soldier, I guess is kind of what I do as well. (laughs) Is that part of the meta commentary? No. Okay, okay. You killed like three people and only because they knocked your monster energy drink out of your hand. I love him. I 
I will say this movie, I don't know how far we are in it. Um, goes by very quick for being such a terribly edited movie. It's not poorly paced. I would go with yes. You know, props to them actually, like, making Rick Flag not be, like, every single time he, like, tries to stand up to one of them and, like, immediately backs down or something. No, he always he always stands his ground on most of his calls. I would say everyone here individually works as a character. Even if it isn't 100% like how they are in the comics, they work as characters. The problem is, is that maybe there's a little bit too much going on that they don't necessarily work as an ensemble, but you know how it goes. You know, people like to joke about how everybody's in the Suicide Squad. There was a lot of people. In the, I remember seeing the cast photo for this one when it came out. There was a lot of people in that one, too. How many people has she made out with today? I have to assume that's the only way she makes these guys. Quite a few. I'd say more than a few. I'd say a couple hundred at least. So, back to the department store, back to high fashion. Once again, commercialism. Consumerism. And, of course, how does Will Smith remember his family? Through a department store window. Just keep these in mind as we go deeper into the meta-commentary that the film is unintentionally making. David Ayer made this film for people who notice the subtleties, like yourself. Oh, no. I, my my read of this film requires that nobody involved knew what was they were making. <laughs> I should also say this was re-edited by a trailer studio, mm-hmm. which, of course... You know, advertising, marketing, I think in and of itself, this is where part of the meta commentary comes in, is in itself <laughs> informing the in the commentary. So it's pretty obvious what they're doing by this point. I mean, we've seen the movie several times, right? Yeah. That doesn't even work as a gag because it cuts away so you don't get to see you his don't reaction. You holding it, yeah. yeah. Is that part of the meta-commentary? No. Subverting <laughs> jokes? No. Potential jokes? Well, I mean, anything this movie does poorly supports the meta-commentary, but I've we'll get in, to I've that. I've been in enough stealth sections in video games where there's something going on outside to where I know there would still be a receptionist working that, <laughs> working that desk. <laughs> Someone gave me $12 an hour, uh-huh. but gosh darn it, they have to make rent. This was a reshoot right here. They wanted to give Harley more action, which is why it makes no sense that these people just come out of the elevator. Wanted to give Harley more action, but once again, it's I punch, I shoot. And I bat. My hair is almost long enough to do pigtails. Should I try to do a Harley cosplay? No, please no. I've seen enough bad versions of those 
See enough of the hot topic Harleys where I don't need to be living with one. What? Uh, such a slow elevator. They all got there before her. No, um, stairs are always quicker than our elevators. That's why the Chad move is to always take the stairs, even if it is double-digit flights. The Virgin takes the elevator. The Chad <laughs> walks upstairs. The Chad's quads are impeccable. Oh, okay, there's the mask. Why do... Bad line, by the way. Yeah. Also, I've spent a lot of time hanging ceiling tiles. They're pretty fragile. Yes, no, extremely fragile. They break very easily. I've spent enough time accidentally destroying them in, in stores to know they break very easily. Also, there's usually not man-sized space above them. No. This is the same world where, like, vents are, though. Like, where people can fit in vents. Yeah, that's fair. I, 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 I just, man. I love this movie, but I just really don't know what's going on with the action half the time. Yeah, this is making me appreciate Birds of Prey's action a lot more. Birds of Prey looks a little too choreographed at points. Like, can, where it's like people are running up just to get hit. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm more willing to go with that kind of stuff in a movie like Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than I would be in like a, like a Batman. I just... I want Amanda Waller to really think on this. You've got Katana here, right? As superhero. Yes. Theoretically, you could get other superheroes on this team. You could. You could. I guess not to... But even to kill Superman, if Superman was doing bad things, like, I doubt Katana would have too much compunctions about killing, like, uh, someone who could commit mass genocide. I just want to say his fire was pointed above them, and somehow they were all on fire. Beforehand. It's fine. See, I just think, I think, uh, I think Diablo sells, uh, the, uh, the hesitancy. Yeah. To, uh, draw upon a much better, uh, project. Uh, he he gives off Jesse from uh, Breaking Bad vibes. Uh, <laughs> I never would have made that comparison, but it's I not kind of see it. It's not warranted. You shouldn't have made it, or you didn't make it. I shouldn't have made it. Oh boy! I I guess we would have had like two more Joker flashbacks already in the director's cut. So they did this because 
they assume not many people know her origin, which I think is fair. Yeah, I think people just know her look. But um, do you think people would be that upset if they had left this out? Because people are weird. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it's pretty, it's pretty forced in how it is. There's a smile, there's a tattoo. But I can very easily see people um, going into this movie or leaving this movie and being like, this movie was terrible. I don't understand Harley Quinn at all. Yeah. I think everything Jared Leto says in this movie is insanely quotable. Well, we haven't gotten to his best line yet. That's true. I mean, hunka hunka is up there. You don't, you don't like uh, um, that Harley, right? Harley who falls into the vat? Uh, no, not really. It's not a huge deal, but I just don't see the point. I don't know why she can't just be someone who put on face paint. Puts on a lot of makeup. <laughs> I think it, I think it, I think it maybe solely has to do with the, uh, with the outfit change and now how she's all white, and not just her face. <laughs> it's like, we got to explain this somehow. Oh, also one of the F bombs, one of their two that they were allowed to have at the time. Wait, did he say it right there? No, it's in the, it's in the song. <laughs> you for real? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I guess this is kind of a cool visual. It'd be cooler if the vat was actually white, but and not urine. <laughs> um, everybody, I just like the idea. Of everybody walking past her, <laughs> and then, like Deadshot's like, uh, she's still there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really on this Phil Jackson kick. I have to go give her a pep talk. <laughs> I don't know. I just. I also, with my thing with the Joker, I, I don't like having a definitive origin for him, but whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a popular... I think everybody's accepted the bat at this point. Yeah, there's a popularized version. That's fine. But my thing even beyond that is, I think when... Because it all comes back to that killing joke line where he's like, I want my history to be multiple choice. Yeah. So I'm not even sure he would necessarily remember the vat that well, or at least not enough to take Harley Quinn there. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say the that takes out like her agency and stuff. And it's like, oh, it's like, no, she was like down for the that. <laughs> like it well, wasn't <laughs> the whole kind of point is that at that point she had given up her agency. Yeah. And people, like people are like, no, I see she wants to like keep it. It's like, I just think people don't understand like modern Harley too. <laughs> yeah. I, it is really one of those things where if people just harp on old Harley and be like, this was a better character. I'm uh-huh. like, I'm like, I mean, it wasn't a bad character, but if we're talking about a character with agency and ability to progress, clearly that character has outlived their usefulness. That's not true. They cannot take a headshot and still fight. They die instantly. <laughs> we see it happen. <laughs> except when they, except when like they're dragging away Rick Flag. Whenever it's inconvenient, yeah, they can't. That's their superpower. It's the most inconvenient thing for the hero at the time. They they adopt. This movie loves the ends. Inconvenient inconsistencies.
I I would think that being two faced would actually help you on this street. Hell, so I'm I'm assuming they're like seeing all these drives copy, and she's like waiting for the last one. It's like ninety nine percent. It's like two minutes remaining, and then it goes up five minutes remaining. She's like she just like has her finger on the trigger in her pocket. <laughs> Like we should have paid for the better, uh, the better Wi-Fi, the uh, better upload speeds or download speeds. Rick Flag, you're so good. you shoot people for money. I'm not judging. <laughs> well, he is holding on to Niall, or he's holding on to uh, like any kind of moral justification he can, instead of falling into the full nihilism of let's say our heroes themes. That was a little forced. <laughs> yeah, you have to kill more than the pair. You got Katana there. Again, we've established that your Wi-Fi isn't that good, so we're going to assume there's a, a little bit of a delay, unless it's connected through Bluetooth. Which, again, there's still probably going to be a little bit of a delay. Bluetooth has quite a bit of latency. Also, just dead shot, shoot the phone. Yeah. How much of his stuff was dubbed in? All of it? Why? Well, I have to imagine it was kind of hard to talk through all the makeup. Yeah. I just... Because I don't think Rick Flagg would blow their heads up after they kill Waller. I think he might shoot Deadshot, but like after that, he'd probably let the rest of them go just based on survival. Minigun! This is clean. (laughs) What are you shooting at? But to be fair, they have a minigun. They don't. He, Joker doesn't you really see him matter. Firing with no. that Tommy gun, and it's just like what, it, he's like shooting up. That's a really good thing you don't accidentally hit Harley. <laughs> okay, that is why he's here because he designed the bombs. Yeah, right for the best Joker line. <laughs> Keeps going. The app. It's still a while. He has to. Deadshot has to not hit her. Yeah, I know. Oh wait, is the line after that? Yeah, she gets. She's up in the. Uh oh yeah, because she does like the little, little uh gymnast drop or whatever uh-huh. it is. I mean, I know this is a super generic criticism, but why doesn't he shoot her? The same reason why they were family at the end. <laughs> now she did. Hey, you guys. What if you had been there for Slipknot? I kind of like the idea of maybe she he like shoots her, but wings her. Like, 
But then maybe like him missing is more thematic. Too bad these are not the themes we're focusing on. You, not we. We, together. Well, I mean, uh, Floyd, that's going to go on your record. You're, you're not going to be able to charge as much anymore. Yeah, you're the, but you're the man who you're the man who missed once now. Also, I imagine most hitmen are pretty good. Who do you think would win uh, in a in a fight, Deadshot or Gemini Man? <laughs> uh, Deadshot. Yeah, probably. What about uh, like? the third incarnation of Gemini man who can't feel pain because somehow that's a useful feature to have on your Will Smith on ice and a bearskin rug waiting. Oh no, I talked over it. (laughs) I didn't. Don't worry. I was ready. Oh no, your favorite character is gone. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> good rolls, good gymnast rolls, able to get back on your feet. Very Simone Biles of you. I think they nail Harley's athleticism in this. I just wish it translated to the action more. Yeah. I mean, she's doing a bunch of spins and stuff. I think, like, they nail her, like, nimbleness. It's just kind of hard to tell what's going on in the fights most of the time. Yeah, it's just not shot to compliment yeah. it. Why are you sad, Katana? Why is Katana? <laughs> That's the real why question is here. Why is Katana? <laughs> Welcome to Why Is with Caleb and Joe. The DC recap show where we ask, why is Katana? <laughs> Will you? Will you? I would not trust a thing that comes out of her mouth after I saw her just blast that team of uh, computer people. Also, why the flares? Uh, it's to like throw off, um, throw off like missiles or stuff. Oh, okay. Obviously, yeah, doesn't it work. Clearly, didn't work. I always, I was like, why the flares? Is that like, guys, we made it out. Don't worry, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Time to celebrate. <laughs> I'm one of the most, uh, one of the most serious characters in all of the DC universe, but I do like fireworks. That's my trait. That's why I've gotten Jubilee on Task Force X. (laughs) All right, Joe, Amalgam Universe. You've got DC and Marvel crossing over. Uh Uh-huh. What Marvel heroes do you want to see on Task... Or Marvel characters do you want to see on Task Force X? Do you want to see... It has to be a mix, though, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll say... the Marvel characters on Task Force X. Yeah, I mean, either way, I would imagine the DC characters you get are kind of your standard. You got Deadshot there, you got Captain Boomerang. Oh, I meant meant you have to mix them up like they did in Amalgam. Oh, no, no, let's just do... That would be too hard. Unless one comes to you, let's just do... Sandman would be pretty cool. I was thinking, uh, obviously, it would pair well with Deadshot would be Bullseye. Bullseye would be pretty good, too. Um, what about, uh, what about Black Cat? 
that's kind of like Harley syndrome. It's like, I don't think you really bring too much <laughs> other than girl. That's fair. I think she got she, down there really fast. I think an obvious choice would be Mystique because she would be there to like mess stuff up. Yeah, Mystique's a good one. I think, see, so I, I consider Mystique more A-list and I feel like you kind of have to fill the squad with B-list. True, true. Like it loses a lot when it's a... So like it's, when, when Deathstroke is on the squad, it's like, you've gone too far. Well, see, here's my problem now. I want to pull in mutant villains, of course, because I love the X-Men. But the X-Men kind of have a suicide squad right now. They have Hellions, which it's very different, like, because it's reformative. It's, like, supposed to be a reformative team. But it is, like, the bad guys of Krakoa. Hey, ma'am, you just tried to screw this operation. You're back on the team. <laughs> Maybe Toad. <laughs> Croc, you're just kind of looking at her. Toad, Toad would be a pretty good one. Yeah. I think Sabretooth would fit pretty well if you want the heavy. Sabretooth is hard to control, though. Which is, the, you have the King Shark and the and the Croc. Yeah, that's true. If, yeah, If yeah. you replace those two with a heavy, you get Sabretooth. Yeah, I think that would work. And they, I do really love, they did try to put him on X Factor for a while and stuff in the 90s. And I just love when people try to control Sabretooth. The beam of light got a little brighter today. (laughs) With my heart returned, I am now controlling the most powerful of the modern cities, Midway City. It is such a bad voice. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, look who they got to play her. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure Cara Delevingne is a very nice person in real life. She is, uh, wasn't, not a fan of her as an actress, though. If that has not been made abundantly clear. Uh, yeah, I mean, at what point do you just cut the strings? It's like, you're really going after Waller? <laughs> yeah, okay. World-ending threat. Uh-huh. This is in the Snyderverse. Yes. Batman although, is active. Yes, pre, pre, uh, whatchamacallisms, Justice League. Wonder Woman is now active. He read that real quick, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) He must be a speed reader. Wonder Woman is active, but she's in DC. And she's kind of, isn't she kind of burnt out during Justice League? No, no, she's like back at it in Justice League. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, because she she blows up the bank. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She just demolishes the bank for no reason. Yeah, she could probably get here in time. Ezra Miller, Flash. Is active. We saw him. Yeah, but Flash would not go up against this. He went to Australia, though. Yeah, to go after, like, a, a bank thief. Yeah, but it's... it's Also, this Flash is very, um... Well, it's a flashback that we never saw that end of. <laughs> it's not a flashback. It's just showing you what we missed. Um, why, why are we getting this again? I don't think we needed to see that again. But Flash is very, uh... Very green in this universe. Yes. 
Also, you have not seen Snyder Cut. No, I haven't. Martian Manhunter has been around. At what point does things get to the point where he's like, I guess I have to come out? Yeah, in Martian Manhunter, he's pretending to be a general, right? Yeah. So he's probably at least a little aware of the situation. Yep. When he's not, unless today was one of the days he was pretending to be Martha Kent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Aquaman, it makes sense why he won't be here. And I guess Cyborg's still depressed that he has a he has a rockin' bod. They cut a lot from this scene. There was a lot in the trailers in this scene that did not make it into the movie. Then why are you here, Katana? <sighs> Go be on the boys. <laughs> I mean, this is like their one real chance at growing like the ensemble's chemistry. Uh-huh. They don't do it, but. <laughs> so here's, here's, I'm going to talk about the nihilistic part of my theory, if that's all right with you, Joe. Um, I'd say it's a fairly nihilistic thing to follow. Sorry, Will Smith was talking to the audience right there when he said, don't forget, we're the bad guys. He's making sure you know. Well, I'm good because I'm about to bring this up. I would say the idea of the Suicide Squad is fairly nihilistic. Wouldn't you agree? The name Suicide is in the name. Yes. The word. Yes. Um. And I feel like the idea of what they were trying to go for here, even though they are making these characters heroes by the end of the movie, they're really pushing this idea, oftentimes telling more than showing, that these are the bad guys. So I just want to emphasize how much of nihilism this movie is trying to market you. Because once again, being made by trailer people, this is more of a marketing ploy trying to sell you of the idea than it is an actual cohesive narrative. Now we'll get more into the commercialization factor in universe soon, but we have to remember as nihilistic as these characters are, so is the premise and what the studio is trying to sell you. You following me, Joe? Taking notes? Uh, No, but no, I'm not taking notes, but I'm following as much as I can. El Diablo with my band logo on his forehead. Thanks for the paid paid good money to get him to rep that. Do you think he started on these tally marks he had, and then he heard about Zaz and he <laughs> had like, to quit? I can't do this anymore. I love him in just this like collared shirt. <laughs> it looks like he's like. <laughs> it looks so goofy looking. It's just way too normal. Yeah. Well, because he's still tatted up. I had her body there, and then I got a little hotter and incinerated her immediately. He's very talented at this uh, at this whole thing, this whole uh, controlling the flames thing. He should go to Vegas. He should have a residency. <laughs> what do you think, Boomerang? Thank you, Harley. Thank you. Wait, really? Listen, I like to think about it in Avatar terms. They got jetted. We didn't <laughs> see it, but uh, pretty obvious. I like I like Harley's. I, I do like this reaction. 
This is the pep talk I want. And this is leaning into that, like, nihilism. Like, even even moving away from my dumb theory. Like, this is the kind of stuff that this movie is able to explore. It's just it doesn't most of the time. Um, beautiful. No, you just said he was ugly. You think they ran together in Arkham? I don't know that Arkham. I mean, I know Arkham exists in this universe, but I don't know what, <laughs> under what circumstances it operates. Well, the, uh, the DC villains we know, or the Batman villains we know are in this universe. Joker, Harley, Killer Croc, and KG Beast. And that's it. Also, couldn't the creatures just be chasing them because they're trying to stop the witch? Probably. Hey, Flag, why you still got the earpiece in? Your entire squad's dead. Yeah. I imagine it's so, really not comfortable after it's been like raining and stuff. Not the entire squad because of um, my boomerang. Best boomerang moment. Should have just been gone, right? Shouldn't have come back. But he's a boomerang. Yeah. He always comes back. Um, Why did you have those on you? Blackmail? I don't know. <laughs> this is This is really when the movie just starts. Like, movie never made sense, right? <laughs> But this is when it really starts not making sense. Yeah, and what like why does Flag have it? Flag met Deadshot yesterday. Well, I assume that Waller had them, right? And that Flag took them. Why would Waller have them? She she met Deadshot for the first time yesterday too. Okay, so I imagine <laughs> Ike Barinholtz had them. Why did he give them to him? <laughs> Uh, too late. You still kill people for money. (laughs) (laughs) I think part of the reason I like Scott, or uh, not Scott Eastwood, part of the reason I like Rick Flagg, or Joel Joel Kinnaman, is that he always looks like he's, like he looks sickly. He looks exhausted. He looks like he's about to die, and I think that's just very, like, sympathetic. So I can buy Harley going. I can buy Deadshot going. I can kind of buy Diablo going. Katana. Katana, of course, because Sky are back. Hi. Why are you here, Boomerang? No idea. Why is Killer Croc there, too? <laughs> it's like, I read the script. We got some swimming to do. <laughs> I really want my BET. Side note, it is on every day in the break room. And... Man, I feel this is a terrible, just, like, b- trick boomerang, right? Oh yes, awful. Because how is the camera stabilized? Yeah, it's a good camera too. You got that. Zoom. It is. I just man, BT something. 
So on another podcast I listened to called uh, the Weekly. Why'd you leave it there? So on another podcast I listened to called the Weekly Planet, they made uh, one of their comments on this was like just to slightly improve why Captain Boomerang is so like useless in this. There should have been a scene where he throws a boomerang and it doesn't come back and he just goes, "I'm sorry, I'm really drunk right now." I feel like there should be more moments like that in this. Where it just kind of acknowledges how underwhelm like how underqualified this team is for what they're doing. His head is so huge. His jaw. You merely adopted the water. <laughs> I was born in it. That's some that's it. some really clean water for a flooded subway. How often do you think Katana does this? Like cries to her sword. Either every time she gets drunk or every time she's about to die, which I assume both of those are very common occurrences. (laughs) What do they say about the crazy ones, Boomerang? I don't know. I guess we'll never find out. He never told us in the sequel. Don't bring that up. <laughs> I'm still bitter. Did that ruin the entire sequel for you? Uh, no, so but it definitely started out like at like a one out of ten <laughs> and it never climbed out of it. Definitely didn't ruin it, but it lost like every inch of goodwill it, it could have gotten from me. nice and creepy looking yeah i i think the remnants of incubus's attacks are pretty well done if you lose control diablo what's the worst that could happen kill a bunch of criminals Oh no, she's powering up the iTunes visualizer. It's a four-hour playlist going into this thing. The belly dancing. Okay, so every man in this movie would be a terrible husband, right? Uh-huh. Or or has been a terrible yeah, husband. <laughs> except did. maybe like ex- five minutes ago. Except maybe Killer Croc. <laughs> he hasn't said anything besides the fact that he would probably eat you. I thought she was gonna start rhyming here. <laughs> How great would that be? Because <laughs> she did just then. And there was, like, cadence for it. Hey, guys, it's Ultra Legend. Hey, guys, welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited. 
You know, be a better voice for uh. the uh, Pneumonians voice from Galaxy Quest. Mm, I'm the Enchantress. <laughs> um, you came here for Walla. Oh, the hat. All right, all right, Ben, look dead. Thank you. I've been hoping to do this this whole time. All right, very important scene for my theory. This is shot like a commercial. Uh huh. And of course, it's uh, using these kind of nineteen. Uh, 50s and 60s aesthetics. So when we see her idealized version of her life with creepy American psycho Jared Leto. <laughs> What's his name? Right Paul Allen? Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is shot like a commercial. That's very important. Once again, going back to that idea that we visited with Deadshot, the commercial is the best like possible option in this universe. And yet... Because of her nihilistic background, she is incapable of reaching that uh, that zenith. All right. Hi, Diablo's wife. I cannot tell how old they are supposed to be. One, because Diablo has all these tats, and also... His wife just looks like way older than him. <laughs> you can't reach the commercialization. What was Killer Crocs? Oh, I know. He's underground. Yeah. What, what, was, was, what was Captain Boomerang's and Katana's? Uh, I mean, Katana's would be her husband, uh-huh. Superboy. Uh, Captain Boomerang would be his unicorns unicorn. in real life is like a real unicorn. <laughs> and he's back in Australia hanging out with Mad Max or something. <laughs> Our evil. Man, he really has a lot of bad lines in this movie. But I don't think he delivers that many. No, that one's badly. not too bad. The only Where was he standing? Like he's just like in the back, like in the green room being like, <laughs> all right. All right, Incubus, who's been very effective so far. Extremely ineffective now. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because he's going up against main characters now. Can't talk, we're underwater. Man, it would have been great to see these people attack first. Oh, he throws one for a third time. Okay, wow, that's three boomerangs. <laughs> oh, it's one more than I thought there would be. I can believe her sword would be effective against Incubus. Yeah, it's the magic sword. Yeah. This isn't a family, Diablo. You need to understand, sometimes they're just friends of convenience, all right? (laughs) Can't he just absorb the fire? (laughs) It's not even like a strong kick. It's just like, ugh. Bullets, they have worked so well on him. I think the bats wear that. Okay, never mind. She doesn't get the chance. Okay, cool design, right? Oh, it looks rad. Has Diablo been on in the comics? Yeah, he's in the New 52 run. He shows up a little bit in Rebirth. Does he kind of look like that in general? Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen him do that in the comics. I, he, he must. Like, he obviously must do it at some point, but... Well, maybe not. Maybe this is just something they made for the, uh... This guy's really, really comfortable with this death is, mission. This is a terrible idea, too. Like, you have to get him in one particular spot. Uh-huh. Like... I just don't think they thought this one through. Also, okay. Okay. They the dim, they they're counting on this demo charge. Yeah. What if Okay, well, okay, I was about to say what if Diablo stayed on fire and actually melted him like he was doing. But I guess that wasn't about to happen. I need I need confirmation from you, Deadshot. I'm making the calls now. I'm the A-list star here. I'm the Gemini man, Joel Kinnaman. Oh? You're not going to, like, give a final, like, farewell to your your squad mates? No, no, I think think throughout the movie, Diablo works pretty well. Yeah, Diablo's, again, everybody's characterized pretty all right. Yeah, individually. Yeah. You forget, before I started having a lot of irony in my love for this movie, I legitimately loved it because I felt like it got all the characters really right. I think there are some things that are genuinely good here. Some of the performances, a lot of the individual characterizations, and like I said, the ugly aesthetic. And also just how refreshing that ugly aesthetic was at the time because uh-huh. everything looked the same. It was a lot of grays back then. It was either like just kind of washed out Marvel movies, which it still is, or like faux Snyder or mm. actual Snyder. Yeah. Again, what is your plan? Uh, destroy. I'm mad. Brother it's Incubus a is gone. Facility. Yeah, the good Enchantress design. Why does it go back to this? I don't know. Because it looks better. Guess it was easier for the stunt double to move around in this. Yeah, she couldn't move around with that hat, could she? No. (laughs) Okay, for just like smoking gray, I think that the wide shots in this kind of show that that setup for a finale can be cool if you keep your camera steady. Because if you're moving your camera around and you have a lot that's obscuring the viewer, then that's just too much. Mm -hmm. But if you keep your camera still, then it kind of works better because it's more silhouetted. Swords. It's like when you're playing against uh, Scorpion in Mortal Kombat and he keeps using his down backwards X. (laughs) Keeps just teleporting behind you. I love the teleporting characters in uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. The worst part is when you're playing uh, Kung Lao and you're fighting against Kung Lao and you're just teleporting away (laughs) from each other the whole time. Oh no, I think I girl bossed a little close to the sun. 
No, not my gun. Not my most prized possession. He threw another one. That's four. He's caught one of them so far. I'm going to stop it. Okay, never mind. <laughs> what if I Killer... his track pants. What if Killer Croc was the one to kill? <laughs> <laughs> Just bites her head off. Yeah. Show opened with that. Okay, we made fun of Will Smith for delivering lines that terribly. Was bad. Now it's I don't know how you could deliver that line well, but I think it's because they're like they're not really talking that loud, but there's like so much visual noise going on around them. Okay, so we're gonna go back to this because this is of course referring back to the commercial. I've got to tie my theory together, all right? Okay. The characters trying to live up to this ideal commercialized version of themselves, but they're more nihilistic professions, influences, characteristics make them fail at achieving that. And only through them kind of accepting their role as the bad guys are they able to defeat uh, Enchantress. This is point A. Can we all agree on point A? Okay. Cool. Point B. This movie is a bad movie and it, as much as we like it, it is a failure at making these characters work. Can we agree to that? Work as a as a cohesive ensemble, yes. Yes. Now, my belief is that it they fail to work as a cohesive ensemble and just, like, make the larger, like, culture care about them because they're trying to commercialize nihilism. Wait, one second. Just, no cut. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, back to it. Yeah, catch the gun, catch the gun, make the shot. This this face. Fuck <laughs> um, your lips harder, Will. Throw that, throw that bomb, Killer Croc. That's why we brought you on the team. So, this movie is failing in the exact same way that the characters are. That's why it's so cool is because while it is making this statement of the characters, it itself is acting out that statement. That is why it is a brilliant meta commentary on the failure to commercialize nihilism in 21st century America. Wow. I have made this joke for a long time and kind of half-heartedly explained it to people. I think, oh, I hate this, by the way. (laughs) I like, I love Every time I shoot a person, <laughs> I am being held up by the love of my daughter. No, that was Enchantress influencing him right there. Yeah, so it's just a weird visual. And because he, his hate turns to love. Block the bullet with your hand, Enchantress. Anyway. I'm glad that magic, magic beam in the sky, all it took was Big Bomb. All of this is solved by Big Bomb. Incubus, Big Bomb. You know, I hate to be like this because I usually don't condone drone warfare, but um, 
You could just drone striked both Incubus and Enchantress. <laughs> good job. Good job. I want to do more slicing. I really don't think this, Wait, you like, wouldn't join your brother. Your soul would be trapped in the sword. So, like, I get that she's, like, covered in mud and debris, but really does just look like she's in blackface here. <laughs> and I do not oh, get that why. line's awful. Oh, it's one of the worst lines in cinema history. <laughs> Boomerang is every time someone's like has to kill their love dies or something, she's like, that's really sad, man. <laughs> I get it. This lighting is so like what's the right word? Um it's taking me aback because of how like heavily uh color graded like the last 15 minutes has been. <laughs> so even like the illusion of a natural light is really throwing me off. You know, props to Cara Delevingne for getting caked and all that. That, I, I, that disgusts me just looking at it. I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't think, like I said, I've seen Cara Delevingne in this and Paper Towns and uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Plants. I don't think she's ever, like, phoning it in. I yeah. think she's always trying. You think she's just not very good. Yeah, which makes it sadder. <laughs> Bono, like, visually, she is very striking. Like, you know, she is a model. I think she works in the Enchantress role just because she is kind of creepy looking. I think she could have a role, but, uh... Great question. How is your phone not broken? Absolutely nothing. You get that for good behavior. <laughs> yeah, but none of these people behave well. That's true. Uh, keep that stereotype alive and well, Killer Croc. You're not looking at your phone right now. Could easily slit her net boomerang. No, her hand's always over him. <laughs> She's just considering popping his head just to do the world a favor. Oh, look at that. A different haircut. At least time has theoretically <laughs> passed at this point. But it's back to what his hair was at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> So was he here for like just like five minutes? Uh, He's like, hey there, hey there, baby. I'm gonna we're gonna do some math real quick. I imagine it's like an hour or so. God, that's a lot of chains. Yeah, for a guy whose whole thing is just that he shoots people. Yeah. Like I guess he's good in a fist fight or whatever, but you're you're all like federal agents. Also, I, I'm pretty sure he's on a like I'm he's in a uh 
compliance mood. Yeah, he wants more of these visits. Ike Barinholtz is no longer working at yeah. Bell Rev. No. No. Once again, you don't have a gun. <laughs> hate to be, I hate to do you like this, Will Smith, but you're not that dangerous. <laughs> All right, and then one final needle drop. Not the original version, though. The Panic in the Disco version. Are you sure this sounds just like the it Queen does, version? It does, but on the soundtrack, it is Panic at the Disco. Maybe they just couldn't get the rights to the Queen version? Maybe. I've listened to this song enough that this is definitely the Queen version. Okay, you know, it definitely is. The soundtrack, it is... It's Panic. Panic at the Disco cover. That's so funny. What if they had done that with everything? What if Panic at the Disco had covered Black Skinhead? <laughs> happy boxing now. Or I guess more contented boxing. He's happy. He hugs it. Good job. Good job, boxing bag. Is this an espresso machine? It sure is. Do you think George Clooney delivered it? Why? He's an espresso spokesperson. Oh, is he? Yeah. All right. Setting up. Setting up. Here's the one thing I will give this franchise. They never really need to be super strict about how Harley gets from movie to movie. Yeah. Which I I appreciate. Oh, I wonder who this guy is. (laughs) (laughs) And he was never seen again. (laughs) That's right. Let's go home, Joe. Oh wait, we are home. Um, and we get we get the uh, the Twenty One Pilots song that I liked until I heard it was Twenty One Pilots. I think it works. Um, thank you, Deborah and Zack Snyder, for bringing us this. Um, what a movie. Never disappoints. No, never. How many times have you seen it? I think this is like my seventh. Okay, this is, this is like my fourth or fifth. Honestly, every time I watch it, and I try not to watch it too much so it doesn't lose its specialness. It's once a year, at least, for me. Yeah, it's just always very... Uh, Always very um, satisfying, even though, like, we were able to point out all the problems with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think any of those make this worse. They don't distract it for me. I'm having a grand time the entire the entire way. Oh, no, we missed the names of the music supervisors. They, they worked harder on this movie than they ever have before. Hello, William. Jared oh, Leto gets second, second billing, billing over Margot, wow. over Margot Robbie. Um, that is a that's wow. Jai Courtney is this high up? Yeah, I mean, over the next couple actors, sure. Like Cara Delvin could probably go higher than Jai Courtney, but that's about the only one. Like Scott, you were lucky to make it to the credits. Slipknot. 
Coming. Why did you make it to these credits? <laughs> oh, why is David Harbour on the same screen as Karen Fukuhara? Why doesn't she get her own thing? That's why, what I'm wondering. Why does Scott Eastwood get one, but I she thought, doesn't? Well, I, I remember when I first saw this, I didn't know who David Harbour was. Stranger Things wasn't a thing yet. I thought that it was like, oh, they had a guy play her, his, her stunt double or something like that. I thought that's what it was for. No with credit. Very weird. I would have thought Viola Davis would have gotten the with. So this movie isn't necessarily like the origin of our podcast. That movie is Crawl. Um, But this one definitely, I think, solidified our love for going to movies and enjoying them on an ironic level. Yeah. We, of course, have always loved that. But um, the experience of seeing this in theaters both times with you, I think both were extremely fun. Mm Mm-hmm. I forgot. He, I forgot he was in this movie, uh-huh. or in this part of the movie. God, yeah, he's not very bulky in this. You can, he, a lot of his stuff goes to his face. He doesn't need to be bulky. Like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. You're right. Like no one needs to be as bulky as they are. It's it's just ever since Tobey Maguire got ripped in Spider Man, it's been like this unending like arms race of biceps and stuff. But like at least Superman or Wonder Woman, they should have a bit of musculature on them. But Batman could get away with it. Like this is this is wild. Such setup for such a good like rivalry between like two very different ideological people. I don't never see it again. Yeah. I don't feel like you get that too much in the comics either. No. Like, I don't, they don't interact with each other enough. Which I guess is fine. But, like, it would be cool to see them have, like, one issue together where they are kind of going off on each other. Oh, he's way farther down in this. Oh, it's Order of Appearance. Yeah. Oh, it's Order of Appearance. Yeah. Um, Girl patron. The other, of course, uh, song from this. Um, what's the song called? I don't know. Savages or something like that? Also not a bad song. Uh, I think both of these songs work out of context of the movie. So would you give David Ayer another shot at a superhero movie, Joe? God, No. <laughs> So, are you not on the air cut train? You don't think seeing his cut would make this better? Uh, yeah, we have it. It's 13 minutes longer. <laughs> no, that's the Joker cut. He didn't... He no, didn't. It, is the, it is the director's cut. No, studios can put the director's cut on things, but oh, okay. very rarely is it actually the director's cut. That's why there are so many director's cuts of Blade, uh, Blade Runner. Well, this was an experience. It, it truly was. Happy 50th episode. Yeah, Joe, thank you for doing 50 episodes with me. It's been a lot of, well, COVID sessions was rough. Um, <laughs> the rest of it's been pretty fun, though. Yeah. Do you have a favorite uh, favorite movie we've done? Besides this, obviously. Oh, man, I, I have to look through it. All right. Uh, standouts to me, Villains is one I Villains go back to in my mind memory. a lot. Yeah. Charlie's Angels was a lot of fun in theaters. Um I think we peaked though at Ready or Not or Satanic Panic. I loved Unhinged. 
Uh, yeah, you did. You definitely did. I love New Mutants, but uh, maybe a little bit more than I should have. Um, also, what's the uh, Infidel? That was a great episode. Terrible viewing experience. Oh, man. Um, yeah, you don't listen back to the episode, so you probably don't have a good idea. Of, uh-uh. If y'all if y'all kind of hopped onto the podcast after our first year... I definitely suggest going and listening to our kind of trilogy of, I think, great episodes, Charlie's Angels, Dr. Sleep, and Cats. They were all back-to-back, and they were amazing. All right, Joe, so what do you, what do you, have, to, what do you have to say to close us out? I don't uh, think we can make it through the credits. It'd be wild if we made it to 50 more, honestly. What would we do? I don't know. Watch it again. <laughs> I mean, I'd almost be down. I don't think there's another movie because my other movie would have been League, but we've already done an episode on League. Yeah. So, like, I don't think there'd be another movie that could top this. We'd have to do, like, Hotel Artemis, even though that's not hot trash. That's not hot trash. No. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see in 50 episodes. Well, Give it three more years. Whether y'all just listened to one episode or whether you've listened to all 50, and especially if you made it through this... two-hour episode uh we do thank you and uh hope to hear from you uh at our email hot trash unlimited at gmail.com and um uh i hope to that you stick around for however many episodes we have after this bye bye